Hello and good evening and welcome to another episode of Religions, Regimes and Refugees and their multicultural mess and secular scam. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you are having a great, great day today. Unfortunately, I am in the dark um, because we don't have electricity uh we lost electricity and guess what we got a small uh, you know electric lamp that you connect to the internet um you know and, and you you charge it and it'll give you light for a little while but um but that's about it that's all i got and that is a problem well i hope this podcast is going to be uploaded as much as fast as possible uh but uh yeah you know uh, hopefully it'll go for the best it's not very cold so tomorrow is going to be a beautiful day and so we'll take it from there so thank you once again anyway for joining me and um today's podcast is going to be is secularism on uh behind bihar's mess and bihar's violence so we talked yesterday about the violence of ram navni um and the currents that form our waves and uh the violence that this place has um the um you know relics of empires as i like to say like to propagate uh day in and day out and and use any hindu festival as an offloading uh, dock for their um brainwashing and and their and their violence to get back at everyone uh who doesn't submit to them um and of course they are backed by uh the Gandhi clan and the TMC clan and all these so-called secular clans they plan to be secular and one of the um um newspapers i think it was the times or uh, indian express i'm not sure online and these this newspaper talked about um the violence in 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 bihar and um it talks about uh, reminiscence of 1946 memories of 1946 and of course the muslims over there uh, there was a muslim writer and and she was writing about she wrote about um how she was so scared for her life because in 1946 the hindus the hindu mob uh killed so many muslims so she's so frightened and it was the secular uh, congress who helped them um and it was the seculars who helped them and and that's why they survived and thanks to secular governance in 1940 since 1946 there's been peace but now the communal people have come back and the communal people want violence basically Basically, she was trying to say that the BJP is communal, the Hindus are communal, and the um, and the um, you know the Congress and their their like-minded parties, the leftist liberal parties, you know, good for nothing. If I call, if you want me to ask, if you want to ask me, they're the ones who support the Muslims, and that's why um, it's so bad, and that's why it's better under them. And we should get the communal violence out, and the communal parties translation. All Hindus are communal. All 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 um, BJP are communal. So that's the propaganda narrative that has been brainwashed in their head and they can't see and they're writing about it in 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 lock stock and barrel in broad daylight and the the theme was oh the secular parties are we want secularism because secularism will support the minorities and secularism is is helping us but uh, the bad people here are the hindus always the hindus causing violence uh always the hindus and the bjp obviously is supporting the hindus and this is a narrative that's been um 
set, um, which is actually the opposite, completely and utterly the opposite. This is what you call propaganda warfare, uh, information warfare, misinformation that has been brainwashed into their minds. And because of the misinformation brainwashed into their minds, uh, we have events that we have, uh, like the violence in Hara and in Bihar. And uh, they do not want to take any responsibility for it. They do not want to take any responsibility. They, they, they label themselves as the good people and they point the fingers to the others as the bad people. Um, and this is why we're having this conversation today. Um, because it's secularism that is the problem, my friends. Secularism is the problem. And we will see what are the other problems that cause the violence at Ram Navni, especially in Bihar. We're going to concentrate on Bihar today. Um, so... Um, I did a little research on that and we'll talk about it. So basically, let's go back to the, to the Bihar violence. Let's put it this way. In 1946, it was not the Hindus who were killing Muslims. That's a lie that's been propagated. The um, Jinnah wanted a separate state, but he was not getting his separate state. So he called for the direct action day where Muslim thugs and Islamic thugs uh, took up uh, violence and took up uh, arms and, st and and killed Hindus. Okay, they killed, 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 and was called the 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 direct action day or the Great Calcutta killings. And of course, it spilled onto Bihar. Um, and Bihar, there was massive riots in order to get back at them. The so-called secularist Congress. Okay, the Congress Party. Now, this is not just any Hindu, yeah? This is the Congress Party. The secularists who, who took to arms to, um, who took to arms to get the, uh, to take, get back at the Muslims. It was not the ordinary Hindus. It was these specific secular people who, the Congress who used arms and butchered their, their glory away. So this did not start with Hindus. It started particularly, particularly with Jinnah's Muslims. Okay, this is not uh, secular versus communal. The communal people were Jinnah and his gang of Muslim uh, uh, and Muslims, um, all in the Muslim League. And this was replicated by the secularists, the socialists, the Marxists, all of them in this region then took up for, um, took up for, um, uh, for, took up arms against the Muslims, and, and it was a, blo a bloodbath, an absolute bloodbath. It was disgusting. No one's ever talked about it. Um, the Congress doesn't talk about it because they were involved in it. And so it was not Hindus itself. It was the Marxists as a result of which... Um, after that, we got independence. Uh, the British then said, okay, you guys got to separate because the guys had to separate. Uh, we got West Bengal and East Bengal. And finally... Um, of course, we got Bihar, and uh, it's been relatively, I wouldn't say peaceful, but relatively peaceful. There has been violence in, the big, in, in, in hindsight. And now, because they have become acute, they've become narcissist again, they've become uh, corrosive again, they've been, um, you, the Congress has given these people, the Muslims, um, or should I say the, 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 
the ecosystem, not Mr. and Mrs. Everyday, the mafia ecosystem on the ground, their mullahs, the tullahs, the all Indian Muslim leagues, because Congress has given them a lot of uh, goodies along the way to get votes. These people, they have convincingly... Uh, you know, brainwash them that the problem is not them. The communal is really on the other side. The communal are the Hindus, where the Hindus had no part in it at all. The people really involved, the people really involved are the Marxist, the socialist, and the secularist who were involved in the 1946 killings. And similarly, and similarly, the same people and their alliance Okay, they are behind the violence of Ram Navni. So who is funding this violence? Who is funding this divide and rule? Who is funding this, um, this propaganda warfare? You have George Soros and the Muslim Brotherhood. They are funding the Indian National Congress. And the Indian National Congress and its allies are using violence to, uh, to create tensions and create a divide, a division in society, and then blame it on the on the communal people. But who's the modern day communal people or the BJP? So everything is someone else. But the Congress will not take effect. Will not take responsibility. Why would a thug take responsibility? Why? Why would a criminal take responsibility? Uh, because it, it because they are criminals. Because they're thugs. So this is what's happening. First, it was. In the 1946, um, Jinnah, uh, Jinnah, and then you have Gandhi and Nehru, and now you have George Soros, and you have the Muslim Brotherhood, who's funding the Indian National Congress and, and like-minded organizations. They are creating the tensions on the ground, creating a diversion, and then after they'll show you the diversion, see the fire, see the fire, just like the, the Godra riots. You had the Godra riots in 2002. They first, they created the diversion. Then they took that diversion, um, they created the rights and they took it and then blew it up and said, see, the, the Hindus are bad. See, the Hindus are bad. Oh, the Hindutva thugs. Hindutva is bad. BJP is bad. And they've been 20 years, they've been on this. But we know now that this was a setup in 2002 for the, uh, by con the Congress. We know that the Godra rights were set up expi explicitly to have, the, to have, um, explicitly to create a diversion and to create a bad name for the BJP. Similarly, they're doing it again. They want to create a bad name for the BJP, but because only by creating a bad name for the BJP and calling them communal can everyone, the gullible people of this planet, suck up to them. And guess what? There are many gullible people in India. So obviously, you're going to show these images on in broad daylight. Behind the, or behind the scenes, who's there? The same people who committed these violence in 1946 are the same a company, a political company that's doing that's behind the scenes right now. And that, my dear friends, is the Indian National Congress and their funding by George Soros and the Muslim Brotherhood. Um, so the question is, um, we know that they're behind this. We know that they're creating problems. We know that they're fighting a propaganda warfare. They've got bots all about the place. Uh, propaganda warfare, uh, inciting violence. Well, why are so many people falling into this trap? Why are places like Bihar uh, susceptible to this violence? What is behind Bihar? So people who commit violence, whoever you are, are people who go to trauma, generation after generation after generation of trauma. Uh, people who are 
generationally traumatized, a uh, lot of violence, a lot of poverty. They have nothing else to do uh, except create violence. People pay them, they pay them, goons pay them, mafia get, pay them, and they end this continuous cycle of violence and starvation and poverty. So why is there so much of violence in Bihar? Why is there so much of extortion? Why is there so much of unemployment, poverty? So let's go back. The, the cause over here, one of the main root causes, as we say, we're going to understand the currents that form our waves. So what are the currents that form the waves of this violence that's clashing all the time? So let's get, let's get to it. Bihar has a problem with education. There's a huge education crisis in Bihar. Okay, and I got this from the links on um, on on the internet. Um, many many uh, videos are made on this, and I'll give you the credits in my um, write up. Um, so, Bihar has an educational problem. Uh, children in school. Uh, they pass through school. They get a high uh, degree, a uh, nice fancy degree. But they cannot even spell. They cannot even do a simple maths problem. They cannot read a simple Hindi paragraph. Uh, they, the English is, they taught one subject of English, but it's negligible. Uh, they, forget the English, the Hindi is, is uh, ridiculous. Uh, their education system is far behind everyone, a lot of people in the country. A lot of people in the country. There is far behind everywhere. So what is the problem right now? So um, here's the problem. In, until, I wouldn't say until colonial time, Bihar gets its name from Vihar, Vihara. Vihara means abode. And this was the abodes of monasteries. Many, many, many monasteries. This was the seat of education in ancient times. So can you believe today we have come so far, we are exactly the opposite of where we should have been uh, and, and where we were thousands of years ago. So... A, a, a state, a, uh, an area, a region, uh, which is Bihar, an education, a, a center of education, of monasteries, of, of, of the great Nalanda University. I mean, the oldest, one of the oldest universities that we have known. These great universities, and look what we have come to now. Um, so, Pre-colonial times, you know, we had the Mughals here and they didn't really put anything uh, into education. Obviously, they had their madrasas, which were absolutely ridiculous, uh, lost and lost completely, uh, nothing to offer you. They had the Jagidari system, which fought with each, each fear fought against each other for slaves and uh, to, 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 uh, to work the agricultural lands because this was an agricultural area. Um, they had small farms. Each one, each uh, fiefdom had their own army, so there were war, there were fight, there were fights inter inter tribal fights, and so this went on and went on and went on. Uh, then comes the British, um, and the British really didn't invest in education over here. But when the British came, there was a problem in um, in in Europe. There were need for textiles, but they needed indigo. Okay, they needed indigo, which was a blue dye. And it could be grown in Bihar. It could be grown in India. And Bihar was one of the states. So they got the zamindars to take, you know, to collect taxes uh, for, from the, they, they made the deals. They, they uh, allied with the zamindars. And you know, the zamindars were, were worse than the British. They literally taxed and kept, uh, um, not slaves, but um, 
servitude. People lived on the lands with, with servitude and they were almost like slaves to the, to the country. Uh, slaves to the uh, zamindars and the zamindars could do anything they want with them so they got they the zamindars got uh, collected a lot of tax and part of it went to the british obviously and when the british realized that uh, they were doing they were making a lot of money from this indigo they got the zamindars to to collect so much of tax that the bihar people became poor to impoverish the Bihar people and forced them to only grow indigo, only indigo. So the impoverished uh, Biharis, the locals, didn't have any other choice because they had no money. They were already serfs. They, they had no money at all. Now they became even poorer and they had to grow indigo, which uh, a part of it went to tax and another part of it went to the British. Um, and so this state became, this area became even more impoverished under the British and the Zamindar system. Um, as a result of which, when the, uh, you know, there, there was nothing left by the time the British left. Um, in 1947, uh, the locals took over, but there was nothing done in this land. Nothing, uh, not, nothing of worthwhile. Uh, so in, from 1960 to 1990, there were 25 prime uh, chief ministers in the state. 25 chief ministers, my friend. As a result of which, there was instability. When there's instability, you're not going to have any type of education, human resources, uh, logistics. You're not going to have uh, any type of industries because you don't know what's going on. There's, on top of that, because there's so much of poverty, there's, so, there's a lot of mafia, a uh, lot of mafia in, 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 in Bihar. Uh, because there's a lot of mafia, there's a lot of killings, there's a lot of extortion. Uh, so that mafia and extortion leads... Uh, overflows and spills over in the education department. Um, so in Bihari education, there's a lot of mafia. It's the, it's called the Mafia Education Society. Well, not society, but uh, the Education Mafia. Okay, so in it are involved teachers, in it are involved some students, in it are involved the politicians. Uh, because this was an easy way to make money, um, politicians and their families and their contacts started building schools as a result of which, uh, you know, anyone who wanted to get in, you had to pay money, a lot of money. If you wanted a good certificate, you pay money, you got a certificate. And so the corruption, you know, just skyrocketed and, and the children coming out were not able to read, were not able to write, were, couldn't do maths, couldn't, could even principals, their educations, universities there where students were literally uh, students, the principal is, is older than the students. It's unbelievable, absolutely unbelievable. And um, that's important to say. So as a result of which, um, this Education society went down. The education of the people, the qualifications are absolutely horrendous. Also, there's a huge uh, lack of teachers in in this in in this uh, state. They're missing about one point six five uh, lack of teachers. So that there's no teachers for the state. The teachers are lazy. The teach I'm not saying everyone, but there's a lot. The teachers are are not. Um, 
the teachers are not uh, incentivized to go go to school to teach. They they don't get any incentives to teach. Uh, so you know they they're lax on their job. It's also there are also other problems that are difficult for the teachers to uh to get to schools. Uh, teaching schools. You know, in villages, it's difficult to get to these places. And so teachers don't want to go to villages, don't want to uh, leave certain areas. So that's a problem. Because of this, uh, the teachers are not incentivized. Uh, the students are not incentivized. So the teacher is lax and he's not incentivized. He's not going to fire up education anywhere. So as a result of which, the, the students are lax. They do, even don't want to go to school. So a high school dropout is humongous in Bihar. Now, you don't have education. You don't have incentives for the child to study, to, to grow out of his box, to think differently, to innovate, to, uh, to um, engineer. You, you don't, you're not developing any type of skill set. Uh, obviously, there's going to be a huge dropout rate. So now you have no, you have no uh, education or very lax education. There's been a lot put into this by the government. Uh, uh, there, there have been reports that it is changing, but it's not to the point where it should be, and it's taken very slow to get there compared to all other states. Um, so Bihar is very, very lax in education. Now, when you have lax in education, what happens? You think you're not going to have people who are, um, you're not going to have people who are, um, who are, who are, are going to innovate. You think I'm going to have people for jobs. You're going to have people for the job market, people to work in administration, uh, security, uh, IT. No, you're not going to have that market. You're not going to have a skill set because your education se- sector is, is difficult. So they're back into the same cycle of poverty, starvation, uh, poverty, uh, uh, farming, agriculture. What is the use of education? And once you, you, become, disincur- you become discouraged, you, you're not even going to send your children to educate, to be educated. So the cycle goes on and goes on. Uh, and at this bottom of the cycle is an education mafia and, and lax, which is causing um, a huge void, an ecosystem of poverty and starvation and mafia in Bihar. And it's spilling over to all other sectors. Now, uh, uh there, like I said, there is there are things being done, but not to the level that they ha- they require. Um, at this point, also because the human resources is not formed, it's very difficult for factories going into into uh, into Bihar to set up. Okay, so you go. Factories need to be incentivized because they have a lot of uh, starting of costs. So people want to start factories. Um, they go to other states. But even the, Nitish Kumar, who is the chief minister of the state, has lamented the fact that there's no f- people want to set up factories. Why? In the past, because the socialist government captured all these factories and and Nash and and took them over literally there was also a lot of mafia a lot of extortion in for them so there's no security for ma- for them to be set up um there is no stability in 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 the government for it to be set up for mafia for factories to be set up so now you have no incentives you have mafia you have a bad wor- a labor force who is uh who's not incentivized who has no skill set uh, not only that the school system the way it works is is just a 
ridiculous socialist, uh, fake secular uh, skill set uh, education system, which does not, in which does not drive any um, any particular skills in in the in the child and in the youth, and uh, makes them redundant, as we know, uh, uh, if we remember our past. So all of that contributes to no factory wants to set up there. Uh, you also have a problem where. Not only the labor workforce is not available, but the government does not subsidize or uh, provide incentives to to. The government does does not provide incentives to the low to set up factories to set up a uh, manufacturing to set up businesses there, and as a result of which you know no one's going to go there except the mafia, and it's a cycle, it's a spiral of uh, of mafia vendettas again, one against the other, fighting for space. Uh, the the social sector is 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 tired the social sector is bubbling out of anger and so somewhere up the line it's going to crack and it cracks up in all these religious festivals uh where the mafia pits one against the other um and, and just tries to use this anger and this vent as um and vent it out in 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 areas where it should not be uh, but it is because of the currents that form their waves. So it, it's been bubbling under the surface for so long. When it sees a vent, it'll come out. But your, the vent has nothing to do with what the real reason is. The real reason is there's an education crisis in Bihar and in the surrounding areas as a result of which uh, it spills over into mafia, into social discomfort, social uh, problems, social in your society leads to, to, uh, to, leads to um, you know, um, unintellectual activities and as a result of which it affects the, um, the business sector, the work sector, the manufacturing sector. Uh, every single sector it overflows into the health sector um, and we are where we are today so that is one of the main reasons why we have so much of people um, you know filling those gaps filling that void for uh, for rights and manifesting manifestations and people like the congress uh, are give them such a big, uh, have a, a ready platform for violence. And all they have to do is point the fingers at others, just like they did in 1946. Oh, the communal people, the communal people. So every time they sit on their high pedestal and point their fingers, people say, oh, yes, yes, yes. But they've not done their own homework. They have not done the reasoning behind it. They have not asked the questions why. They refuse to take responsibility. They refuse to understand the currents that form their waves and as a result a spiral of vendettas continues and we do not heal but if we take one step at a time and we divide this into sectors of where the problem really is what is the root of the problem how do we get out of the cycle of the foundation uh how do we stop the bubbling from the bottom we will one day slowly rise up and clean uh and heal uh, that's most important to heal so before you take any 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 uh, judgment on this understand that this this is not communal versus secular there is no such thing as communal versus secular this is a secular government parading secular political parties and and their goons pu- pu- uh, parading as as uh, you know the good guys good versus evil evil versus bad they are pu- they are parading around that 
pointing their their hypocritical fingers at others but this is a very socialist uh, pre-independence and post-independence socialist mess that is going on uh, a socialist secular mess that has suffocated uh the youth and the people of the state betrayed them uh, for uh, ridiculous uh, mafias for their own um, for their own power grab that we are paying the price in every single area. So it's not just Ram Navdin that's causing the problem. It's the lack of any social construct in the state that is causing this problem and as we know poverty starvation education lack of that always creates voids and and um you know people at the bottom mafia at the bottom that are used by all different groups or rented out by different groups to do their dirty work their hench work uh while they sit behind and just collect the money so and of course we have the gullible people of the planet who do not recognize what's going on and they will just repeat and repeat and repeat uh, without understanding the currents that form the wave so today we're going to understand this part we're going to hope for the best and we're going to ask you to please 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 have this conversation with your friends with ask them to have it with any five friends and ask them to have it with any five friends and then go on slowly from there so that we may heal we may contribute and we hope and we pray that bihar will get out of this cycle of vendettas and heal themselves and if you ever uh, come across the Bihari, please have that conversation with him. He'll be happy to have that conversation with you and give him a chance because that's all he wants, a second chance. So in the meanwhile, thank you so much for your time. I wish you all the best. I wish the people of Bihar all the best and may they heal and move forward and we as a country and India as a country heal from their past and, and use every junction in life to make it um, an intellectual laboratory and the lessons learned um, to empower ourselves for a brighter and better tomorrow. Thank you very much for your help and for your listening time. Cheers and stay safe.